Welcome to Haven Today at Christmas time. If a picture is worth a thousand words, that picture came to me from United Memorial Medical Center in Houston. An elderly COVID patient collapsing in the arms of Dr. Joseph Verone, Chief of Staff. What a picture leading me to think of Christmas. Dr. Verone suited up in full PPE gear, wrapping his arms around a dying patient, holding him tightly to his chest, whispering words of comfort. The picture taken on the 252nd consecutive day of work for the head of this hospital front line. Dr. Verone is fearful of the weeks leading up to this Christmas. If we don't do things right, we're going to see the darkest day in modern medical history. We need the great physician who was born the great redeemer on the first Christmas in Bethlehem, the savior of the world. Pray with me for more people to find this savior in a most unusual and hard Christmas 2020. Only Jesus can see us through. I'm Charles Morris, and on this first day of December, we're in a series called Born in a Barn with Phil Vischer. Yesterday, we caught up with my friend Phil, and he shared how he has been taken on quite a journey. Veggie Tales, which he created, sold well over 60 million DVDs, but he lost it. It went bankrupt, and he had to start all over again. But Phil is thankful because it brought him closer to the Lord. God didn't want me to work for him. He wanted a relationship with me. He wanted me to walk with him. And because I never took the time to walk with God, I just immediately started working for God. I drove right off a cliff. And he didn't, it's not that he didn't want to help me. It's that he wanted to save me after I realized I couldn't save myself. And that's what God revealed to me. It was like, you, you kind of missed the whole point. You know, the whole point is this isn't a job that you have to work for me and do big things. This is a lifetime of walking with. This is a relationship. Mm. I don't call you to impact. I call you to obedience. I call you into a relationship. And if you ignore the relationship and just try to do stuff for God, you don't know what he wants you to do. You're Mm. just making stuff up. You're out on a limb. You're out Mm. on your own, and you will hurt yourself. Mm. You know, in anything, I realized that, that this dream I had to be the next Walt Disney had become an idol that was defining me. You know, it was a good dream. It wasn't a bad goal, but anytime, anytime a goal becomes your most important thing, it has displaced God and become an idol. God is the only ultimate thing that will not break your heart someday. That's Phil Vischer from our interview yesterday. You can hear it all at haventoday.org. And in a moment, I'd like you to hear Phil read his story, Born in a Barn, from his new Laugh and Grow Bible for Kids, the Gospel in 52 five-minute Bible stories. This book is richly illustrated and was designed to help families get a big-picture view of the Bible and the Gospel. And here's how Phil described it to me. The reason we did 52 stories is the easiest way to use it is just one a week. Just whether it's Sunday afternoon after church or Sunday evening or the way you start Monday morning, just sit down with your kids and together you get one Bible story, you get some great discussion questions, and then just a little lesson about the theme and how this fits into the big picture. We've had people go through the whole thing, you know, in a month and a half just because they started and they couldn't stop. And that's great too. We've also had parents write in to say, we did the first story tonight when we got it with our kids and the next morning we found our 
kids reading it by themselves going further. So if you can do that, that's awesome too. You know, the more we get our kids into the Bible, the better. Um, But the easiest way to do it is just say, hey, it's Sunday afternoon, it's Monday morning, let's take the next story and learn it together. After the program, I want to send you a copy of this new Laugh and Grow Bible for Kids by Phil Vischer for your Christmas gift to this listener-supported ministry. Remember, it's Giving Tuesday, a special day that you can show your support for Christian organizations like Haven Today. We could really use your support to help us reach our year-end goal. Why don't you call us after the program at 1-800-654-2836. That's 1-800-65-HAVEN. And ask for the Laugh and Grow Bible. And as you think about Christmas and giving, I can't think of anything better to share with the kids in your life than this. You can also see some examples of the illustrations from the book and make your gift online. They're at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Recognize that music? For unto us a child is born. Words from Isaiah. The music by Handel, and the entire double CD points to the Messiah. Make a gift. Get a copy for yourself. Get other copies for others to enjoy this Christmas season. And now, let's start this haven today with Caleb and Kelsey. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed, the little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head the stars in the sky look down where he lay the little lord jesus asleep on the Stay close by 
Christmas Carol to open with, Away in a Manger, Our Humble King, by Caleb and Kelsey here on this Haven Today, and a program called Born in a Born. In my travels around the world, I've been to countries governed in all sorts of ways. There are presidents and prime ministers, emperors and kings. When they show up, the red carpet is rolled out. The fine china is made ready. The eyes of a nation look to them. They are the supreme leaders, and they deserve the very best. We Christians confess that Christ is Lord. He is not a constitutional monarch. He's not a president checked and balanced by other government branches or a parliament. He's the Lord, Lord of all creation, Lord of the universe. At his arrival, though, the eyes of the world were looking elsewhere. He was not treated as a head of state. He was born in a barn. That's what we're calling our series this week. I want us to remember that Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords, but that he came to us in humility. You and I can count on Jesus to be near us in times of darkness and heartache. He's not like the kings and rulers of this earth. He's approachable by faith, and his arms are open to embrace you. His words are full of grace and truth. And they are words of comfort. Phil Vischer, author of this new book, The Laugh and Grow Kids Bible, gives us some great perspective on this. And he was kind enough to do a reading for us from his chapter on the New Testament Gospels, a chapter called Born in a Barn. Remember Abraham? God gave him three promises. Number one, your children will become a great nation. Number two, that nation will have its own land. Number three, from that nation will come a blessing for the whole world. After 1,500 years, two of those promises had come true. Abraham's kids became the nation of Israel, and they got their own land, the promised land. But the blessing for the whole world? What was that? And when was it coming? Would it solve the problem of sin? Would it change the people of the world so they could be friends with God again? The prophet Isaiah talked about the Messiah, a word that means anointed one. God anointed kings and very special leaders when he had an important job for them to do. But 400 years had passed since the time of Isaiah. 400 years without any new prophets. 400 years without any new messages from God. And the Israelites were getting tired of waiting for this special leader. Where was the blessing? Some of the Israelites were starting to lose hope, but then something incredible happened. An angel appeared to a young woman named Mary. You will have a son, the angel said. How will this be, Mary asked. I'm not even married. It's true, Mary wasn't married. She had promised to marry a man named Joseph, but they weren't married yet. Then the angel said something amazing. He told Mary the baby's father would be God himself. Her baby would be the Son of God. Pretty wild, right? You would think that Mary would have passed out and fallen on the floor right then. But Mary was brave. She trusted God. I am the servant of the Lord, she said. May this happen just as you have said. Then the angel said one more thing to Mary. He said the baby's name would be Jesus. 
When it was almost time for the baby to come, Joseph and Mary traveled to Bethlehem. They needed somewhere to stay, a nice place for Mary to have her baby. If this baby really was God's own son, he should be born in a palace, right? In a big, beautiful palace surrounded by fancy people wearing fancy clothes. After all, this baby was the son of God. But Mary didn't have her baby in a fancy palace or in a nice warm inn by a fire. No, Mary had her baby in a barn for animals. Mary's baby, Jesus, wasn't surrounded by fancy people. He was surrounded by sheep and goats and chickens. If this was God's blessing for the world, the blessing Israel had been waiting for almost 2,000 years, this wasn't the way people expected it to happen. Then more angels showed up, a whole bunch of them, and they sang and celebrated the birth of a new king, the birth of Jesus. Where do you think God's mighty angels announced the birth of his son? Probably in the biggest city, to the world's most important people, right? To kings and generals, to rich, important, fancy people. But that isn't where the angels sang of Jesus' birth. This amazing group of God's messengers appeared in the middle of a field, in the middle of nowhere. And they didn't sing to kings and rich folks. They sang to shepherds to a group of dirty, smelly guys who took care of dirty, smelly sheep. God showed the world his power, who he really was, not in an army, but in a baby. Not in a palace, but in a stable. Not to kings and rich people, but to shepherds. God's rescue plan was happening. His kingdom was on the move. But God was announcing very clearly that this blessing for the world wasn't going to be what people expected. This little tiny baby, born in a stable, celebrated by shepherds, was going to turn the whole world upside down. Phil Vischer from his home outside Chicago, reading from his new Laugh and Grow Bible for Kids, I'm Charles Morris here on Haven Today. Born in a barn. That's how God's promised Messiah would finally arrive. The prophets had spoken about this humble arrival, but it was hard to imagine that the king would really come in such a lowly way. As the early Christians meditated on the coming of Christ, a poem emerged. The apostle Paul quotes it in his letter to the Philippians. It's sometimes called the Christ hymn. And it's one of the high points of the New Testament. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. At Christmas we celebrate the arrival of this God-man, He's the Son of God who became the Son of Man. He is God by his very nature, but he took on a human nature in the womb of Mary. And being born in a lowly stable, 
the King of Glory, came down to us. This Christmas season, we need to remember that Christ has come to us. He didn't use his equality with God to his own advantage. Rather, he demonstrated his power by becoming your servant, my servant. Think about that. The eternal Son of God became the servant of ordinary people like us, sinners and sufferers. He serves us by loving us, comforting us, and helping us to persevere when this life gets us down. Christmas 2020 is causing many of us to take stock of what we've longed for and what we've lost this year. Dreams have been dashed, hopes squandered. One of our own Haven team members just graduated from seminary in May and is trying to plant a church in Indiana. Instead of excitement, he faces strong opinions about COVID-19 on both sides. He wants people to be safe, but he also wants people to hear about Christ, the gospel. Christmas is coming for his fledgling group, but so are increasing difficulties. What disappointments are you dealing with this Christmas? You may have begun the year with exciting plans, maybe of starting a business, maybe getting married, normal goals during more ordinary times. But in times like this, they seem nearly impossible or changed beyond recognition. This season might be just another reminder that you can barely pay your bills, let alone buy any presents. Can Jesus meet us in these disappointments Yes, he can. He's the only one who truly can. He knows what it's like to face humble circumstances. The king of all creation became a lowly man. And it's right there in that lowliness that he is available to his suffering people. Who knows how to comfort broken people more than Jesus? He was broken for you. Who knows how to help sinners better than Jesus? He became sin for you. This same Jesus is now in heaven. He pours out his spirit, the spirit of comfort to all who believe in him. If your Christmas season is starting out much different than you had planned, the Messiah is here for you. We serve him with our lives, of course, but not before he serves us. That's how he came, born in a barn born in human likeness, born a servant for you. Let's pray for just a moment. Would you join me? Almighty God in heaven, here it is, a most unusual and the most hard Christmas for many of us this Christmas 2020. We come before you now and we pray for your blessing and your mercy and your comfort on us. May we understand even more this year the true meaning of Christmas. May we praise you even more for sending to earth the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to die for us, but to redeem us, redeem us from our sins. Lord, make Christmas real to us, even as times are hard for many of us. We pray this now in the name of our Savior, our great Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Amen. What child is this who lay to rest on Mary? 
From his album Christmas Songs, Fernando Ortega and What Child Is This here on Haven Today and a program called Born in a Barn. And just a few minutes ago, we heard Phil Vischer read his story by the same name. He has a way with words, but he has a heart for families to know God's Word and Jesus better. And that's why he's written the new Laugh and Grow Bible with 52 stories coming from the Bible, which will help you see the bird's eye view of God's rescue plan for people like you and me. You can use it as a weekly devotion for a family, but some kids get it and read it from cover to cover in a few weeks. However, you and maybe the children around you want to use the Laugh and Grow Bible. I know it will help everyone better understand God's Word and His love for them. I believe this would make a wonderful Christmas present for the children and the families in your life. You need to call us right now and make your Giving Tuesday gift and ask for Phil Vischer's Laugh and Grow Bible. The phone number you can call and do it right now is 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website. Take a look at some of the sample pages from the Bible and then make your gift there at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And just before we have to go, we still have the double CD of Handel's Messiah. You need to hear this musical masterpiece this Christmas season with words straight from the Bible. It tells the story of Jesus from beginning to end in a most stirring way. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here at Christmas time on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. If you belong to Jesus, then whether you realize it or not, your life today is a living testimony to the power of the gospel. The Apostle Paul knew this well. In his letter to the believers at Philippi, he wrote, Join in imitating me. And keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. Now, that might sound like bragging coming from someone else, but Paul was not a show-off. He knew the power of a testimony. And as a Christian, your life is a testimony too. What do you think it tells others about Jesus? The only way to become like Jesus is to spend time with him, and Anchor Devotional can help. Get started now at getanchor.com.